Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Awesome. So good. So good to be with you this morning. And uh, Zareen, where are you? Uh, there's Zareen. I... Uh, I was, when I was praying this week, I just had this word for you, abundance. Uh, and I just, uh, I saw like three areas. So there was an abundance of blessing, an abundance of provision, and an abundance of hope. And so uh, one is, I think provision was uh, more towards you and your family. Blessing is what you're giving out. And then there's an abundance of hope rising up in you uh, that's going to go beyond. As I see your influence has been beyond just the here, you know, beyond these shores. Like you're, you're going to go further in terms of your ministry. And so thank you, Lord. Uh, if you didn't uh, see Zareen's message last week, encourage you very strongly to listen to it. Um, she's an anointed woman of God. Yanni, uh, I had the word supply for you uh, and I felt that this was twofold. So God showed me that uh, that uh, He was supplying for you all of your needs and you don't need to look to the world or to man. Like everything you need is going to be supplied by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I also saw you as being a supplier. So He's supplying for you and you supply for others because you've got a real spirit of generosity about you and helping others. And I also see that you're going to uh, provide uh, at supply through prayer because you're a real prayer warrior. And so in Jesus' name, uh, we thank you for that, Lotta. Uh, the lovely Lotta, hardworking Lotta is somewhere. Lotta, I had the word renew. Uh, I just see God's renewing you. And I saw like a waterfall and it was just cascading over your body from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. And I just saw a beautiful renewing happening in your life and in your heart and where trust has been broken. I just really believe it's going to be restored. You're going to be renewed in the name of Jesus. And so I, I just praise God. He is good. Uh, he is faithful. And, you know, over the past month or so, we've been looking at uh, the Pastor Craig's Winning the War uh, on Your Mind. A great, yes, a great book. Uh, and he outlines four key principles for us to be victorious in this war. Uh, replace, rewire, reframe, and rejoice. And so today I'm, I'm going back a little bit uh, to the rewire principle. And Pastor Craig expri- explains that to rewire is to create a trench of truth, to combat uh, the ruts that we get into with our thinking, uh, a rut representing being stuck. You know, being stagnant without purpose, uh, needing repair. And so to create a truth trench is to find out what the Bible says that applies directly to that thought, uh, destructive thought pattern or rut. And so from there, you put together a declaration, what you are declaring to be true in your battle against the lies that you are tempted to believe. And so the goal of, of this declaration is to have it become the new neural pathway or thought pattern, an intentionally dug trench of truth. I can tell that one's going to trip me up today. But as I pondered this concept of a truth trench recently, I had this image come to my mind. It's going to come up on the screen. This has been beautifully illustrated by Dom. And so, uh, it, yes, isn't that amazing? Uh, just an incredible image that, that Dom has, uh, has created for me. Uh, she's unfortunately not well today, she couldn't be here. But uh, one side of the brain, so as you can see, I could see these ruts throughout. Uh, so this side had dead 
branches linked to these ruts. Everything was dried up, you know, no leaves or, or there's seedlings, but as you can see, they've got no source, no substance to be able to grow from. So there's a darkness, a barrenness to this side. Uh, life has been snuffed out, you know, strangled by the lack of oxygen. And the roots are, re- are barely going beneath the surface because they're not attached to anything. And so God showed me that this is the mind governed by the flesh. Uh, This person has ruts shaped by lies where they've allowed the voice of the enemy, uh, the voices of the world to be louder than his truth. And this mind is being shaped by the patterns of the world rather than by the patterns of the kingdom of God. And so the life that Jesus has come to give is suffocating in this mind where lies are rampant. On the other side of the brain, uh, as you can see, uh, numerous trenches have been dug. And out of these trenches come beautiful branches that extend beyond the brain. The branches uh, have lush leaves and beautiful flowers on them. Uh, The roots of the plants are solidly connected into the trenches. And of course, God showed me that this is the mind governed by the Spirit. Uh, This person has dug truth trenches. Their mind is filled with the promises of God's Word and as such it is full of life. It is vibrant. It is healthy. It is full. It's alive. And so the roots are going deep. So in other words, this person has a mind that is being shaped by the victory and the freedom of Jesus Christ. And to accompany this this image are God's words in Romans uh, chapter 8, 5 to 6. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And so what does the mind governed by the flesh desire? Well, the mind governed by the flesh desires to please self. Uh, It is self-centred. It is based on the temporary, self-focused. Romans 8, 7, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law and nor can it do so. And so in this mind, lies have the perfect environment to cultivate because that's what uh, the flesh feeds. And so scripture is very clear here that the result of that is death. And you can't get much more clear than that. And so what does the mind governed by the spirit desire? Well, desires to please, to glorify, to honour, to revere, to to worship God. And so this mind is others focused. Uh, It has an eternal framework. It's going beyond. And so this mind is filled with truth because that's what the spirit feeds. The spirit feeds truth. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. And so again, a very clear result here and it's life and peace. And so considering this earlier uh, image of the brain and these two different sides, I know which which side uh, I want my mind to look like. And I know that this can only be a reality if my mind is governed by what the spirit desires. If my mind is is governed by, not by my flesh, uh, not by my emotions or my limited human understanding, but by the spirit of God. And, And so as Christians, it really matters what our mind is governed by. Uh, because really the, the battle for our faith is won and lost 
in the mind. And so we need to be aware that, yes, God has a plan for us, absolutely. But the enemy does have a plan for us as well. And his plan is to do whatever he can to take us away from that relationship, that intimacy, that closeness and nearness that we have with God. And so if we want a mind uh, governed by life and peace, which I think we all do, that's going to keep us on track with God's plan and in a, a close relationship with Him, we need to be intentional to dig truth trenches. Uh, it won't just happen. I know you're all thinking, oh, really? I can't just snap my fingers. And, oh, there's a truth trench. It actually takes a lot of work. And so how do we do this? Well, Pastor Craig puts it this way in the book. Uh, the good news is that the Bible speaks to all our problems. Amen. God's Word gives us truth that empowers us to break out of the old ruts of destruction and onto a new path that leads to life. And so when we get into ruts in our thinking, uh, where lies seem to take a hold of us and really dictate the direction of our thoughts, we are sowing death ultimately. We are, uh, we are suffocating and we're stagnant. Uh, but when we dig truth trenches, we're sowing life. We are flourishing, we are forging forward. And this happens primarily as we spend time in the Word, as we read the Word of God and not just read it, but apply it. And again, you're thinking, oh, I have to apply it? I can't just read about having the, the fruit of the Spirit? I actually have to apply the fruit of the Spirit? Yes, we do need to apply it. You know, I've never encountered a problem where God's Word was unable to sustain me. I've never faced or walked through a situation where His Word, full of uh, His promises, full of wisdom, grace, strength, hope, peace, love. I've never faced a situation where that was insufficient for me. In every season, in every situation, His Word has been able to get me through. And so when it comes to that lasting change in our mind, uh, adjusting our thinking, or uh, renewing our mind, as Romans 12 instructs, when it comes to a mind that is flourishing, that looks like that, that uh, the right side of that brain where, uh, where we saw the beautiful branches coming out, where truth trenches are intentionally dug to create new and godly thought patterns. Uh, there's no amount of, of willpower, there's no amount of positive thinking or secular therapies that are going to compare to the power of the Word of God. And so Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And so the Word gets through to our inner being and that includes our mind. And so truth trenches, they rewire our brains and they renew our minds, getting us out of these mental ruts that we can sometimes fall into. And, and they're removing the lies that feed into behaviour that isn't God's best for us and it's ultimately not what He wants. And so if we know that we need the Word of God to dig truth trenches, then we need an action plan to put it into practice. Because Jesus says in Luke 11 verse 28, blessed rather are those who hear the Word of God and obey it. And so this plan involves three key steps. And the first is to identify the lie that's created the rut in our thinking. So digging truth trenches where His Word is able to reign in our mind requires us to get to the root of that destructive thought pattern, not just changing the behaviour, but re replacing the thought that leads to that behaviour. Psalm 139, 23 to 24, search me God, search me God and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So are you aware 
of areas where you've created ruts in your thinking. Have you asked God recently to reveal those lies that you are believing that are feeding into that rut? Uh, at a recent group uh, gathering, uh, Pastor Steve talked to us about taking the time to intentionally reflect on and pray about, uh, pray about, yeah, what are the lies? What are the lies that we believe? And so I was really challenged by this. I thought, yeah, I need to go and do that. I need to go deeper in identifying the root behind particular thought patterns in my own life. And so one of these that I discovered in my, my process is that I'm not a good leader. And I sat on this for a while. It's, it's probably something that I've uh, been actually thinking of for quite some time. But I, I, was, I suppose you could say I was pushing it away. I was hoping that the problem would just disappear, which is, it doesn't. Just letting you know, it doesn't disappear if you just push it away and you're like, oh no, we'll just leave that thought uh, over here. It will eventually keep coming back. It will keep... Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, guess what? That doesn't work. If you're trying to do that, it's not gonna. It's not gonna help you. Uh, and so, I have to then create a truth trench. I have to. Uh, I have to get God's view on who I am as a leader. And so before any of that, though, I had to seek God to show me, well, what's, where's this coming from? And what's the root of this thought that I'm not a good leader? Uh, why do I feel this way? You know, did something happen when I was younger? Did someone say something to me? Uh, and so I asked, I prayed, Holy Spirit, illuminate, illuminate to me my understanding what's going on here. I had two revelations. Uh, and so the first uh, p- part of this lie, I had a root in not being chosen for leadership positions growing up in school. Who would have thought? Okay, then. I'm thinking particularly of high school. Uh, church was a, a bit of a different space for me. I was doing some things out front there. But it bothers me more with school. I got, I got, I got the sense that it's about, I feel like I lack a certain level of experience needed uh, for leadership. And so that's fed into this lie that I'm not a good leader. Uh, the second and more prominent revelation for me was uh, I have this belief that I'm not uh, good enough to be a leader because I'm a single woman, uh, because I'm not a wife or a mother. Uh, and so I ca- it, it diminishes my ability to lead effectively. That, that's the lie, right? So I, I can't say that I've overcome this lie. I can say I'm overcoming this lie by the name of Jesus. And so now that I'm aware and with God's help, I'm choosing to dig a truth trench. I'm saying, well, come on. Yep. Come on, Eden. You've got to rise up, create a new thought pattern. And I'm going to go into a bit more detail in a moment about how I'm doing that. What about you? What about you? What is the lie that you are believing? And uh, don't you sit there and say, I'm not believing any lies. (laughs) We're all believing a lie. Uh, We're all believing. Yeah, that's right. That's the lie you're believing if you're thinking that you don't have any lies. You're not believing any lies. You know, perhaps like me, you've disqualified yourself uh, in some way from what God has called you to do. I can't do that or I can't be that because I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm not smart enough, I don't know enough about the Bible, I'm not good enough, I'm not spiritual enough, I've messed up too many times, surely there's someone better for the job. You can't dig a truth trench without facing the lie that you're believing. The first step is to face the lie. And so as we seek God through His Word, He will reveal what it is so that we can remove it and dig a truth trench where the lie once controlled that space in our mind. And so this is a powerful process of renewal and transformation where new paths are created for our thoughts that put us on the right track for victory, overcoming and purposeful living in God. And so Romans 12 verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. 
what's the lie you're believing? We really want you to consider that this morning uh, because it's important. It's a key as we move forward. Number two, step number two, uh, know your triggers for lies or set thoughts. So a quote here from, from Winning the War in Your Mind. We have a series of set thoughts. We think each time we are triggered. For you, the trigger might be uh, being feeling alone, fearing failure, or being around people who are drinking. You fall into the same series of thoughts you always fall into, and they lead to the same behaviour. And Pastor Craig uh, gives a personal example uh, that he can be triggered about money uh, and falling into this fear and a rut of not having enough. I don't have enough, so I want to hold on to my, my finances. So what are your triggers? What are your triggers? What are the lies? What are the triggers? Uh, When I identify that I'm falling into the same series of thoughts about not being a good leader, I consider, well, what are some of the things that are triggering those set thoughts? Uh, So for me, I know my two key triggers are, are tiredness, you know, weariness, life basically you know that that can sometimes wear us down you know think different situations that we're going through and also a fear of failure and so it's it's important that we know what our triggers are because uh, the enemy knows that these are the areas where we're going to be vulnerable in so it's what he's going to go for first right that's the area he's going to tack you in so 1 Peter 5 verse 8 be alert and of sober mind Uh, your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour And so if we know the lies we're believing and we can identify the triggers that lead us to falling into those ruts uh, or set thoughts in our mind, we are positioning ourselves to be able to divert our thoughts from old patterns of thinking to new ones. And in the process, we're creating these life-giving truth trenches. Now, if all this seems overwhelming to you or you're thinking, oh, how will I ever be able to do this? It seems too hard. It's too much. Let me remind you of 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Paul writes, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Or how about Jesus' words in John 14, 27? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What about John 16, uh, 33? I, I wrote this verse down before, we, before I saw you preach, see? Uh, so it's good to see it there. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so we're not combating the lies or the triggers in our mind with mere human theory or the strength of our willpower. We're going to battle with the best weapon we have at our disposal and it's the Word of God. This is the best weapon. Like I said before, it's better than any uh, human theory. And so, and so this weapon, along with the power of the Holy Spirit that's at work within us, has the divine power to demolish strongholds. So our Jesus is with us through it all, you know, because He has overcome, we overcome. Because He is the Prince of Peace, we have access to peace. Because He drives out fear, uh, we don't have to be afraid or allow our heart or our mind to be disturbed or remain unsettled. It's time to take our thoughts captive once again. Uh, It's time to face the triggers. It's time to remove the lies and be set free in our minds. Do you want to be set free this morning by His truth? A few of you do. That's fantastic. I'm loving that for you. And so this really leads us to our third step. Number three. Say number three. 
Good, you're all awake. Excellent. Replace the lie by digging a new and helpful trench. So we're using his word to create truth trenches. I think you've got that by now. And this is where we internalize Bible verses, Uh, not just read the verses, not just go, oh, yep, that was great. Uh, But we're actually internalizing scripture to create a new thought pattern, a neural pathway that applies directly to our problem, uh, to that lie. And for me personally, uh, the importance of this has really been highlighted as we've been going through the YouVersion devotional together as a a church community, Uh, Luke and Acts and also uh, with the Proverbs one as well. And it's really helped me to read the insights of other people uh, as they've been reading the Word, but it's challenged me. Oh yes, what, what am I, I've got to talk it over. Oh yes, I better think what is God actually saying to me about these Scriptures. And so uh, for me, it, I guess it highlighted that you can so easily just read it, but not really consider what am I actually getting out of this? What is God saying? And so going through even the Bible in a year last year, it was a great exercise in discipline. But I must say, uh, I don't know that I was always uh, getting as much out of it as I could have been. I think a lot of the days I was just kind of reading. I wasn't really soaking. I mean, it was still getting into me and that is good. Uh, but I, I think I could have been probably, uh, yeah, just just getting a lot bit more out of it if I'd really stopped to reflect and consider what's he saying to me. And so internalizing scripture, memorizing verses, will help us when we face temptations and it prepares us for the battle in our mind it positions us for victory and so this is exactly what Jesus shows us he had scripture solidly planted in his heart and his mind and he was therefore able to resist uh, the temptations of the devil of Satan when he was in the desert for 40 days as we read about in Matthew 4 and we we read if you read that chapter you see him directly quoting uh, from scripture to do it so so scripture takes hold in our mind we're digging truth trenches and in the book uh, Pastor Craig takes us through a simple but effective exercise exercise to help us to dig truth trenches. And so I'm I'm challenging you uh, to actually have a go at this yourselves over the coming week, uh, determining a declaration based on the Word of God. What's your declaration going to be? Firstly, we acknowledge the lie. So for me, I'm not a good leader. I can't lead effectively because I'm not a wife or a mother. Uh, I lack the experience needed. That's, That's a lie. Second, we go on a truth hunt. We go on a truth and we find out, well, what does the Bible say that directly addresses that lie? So some of the truths that speak to the lie that I'm not a good leader are, these are great ones. And, and this, for you, it's something different, of course. But, but the thing is, is that these scriptures can apply in many scenarios. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Acts 1 verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. How about Luke 4 verse 18? The Spirit of the Lord is on me uh, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Uh, He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight uh, for the blind to set the oppressed free. Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 10, for we are God's handiwork. I love this. For we are God's handiwork. He specifically moulded you to be the person that you are. Uh, Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. We need to be repeating the Word of God for it to soak into us. And so thirdly, so first it's acknowledging the lie. Secondly, it's we're going on a truth hunt. What does this Word say that speaks to this lie? And thirdly, we determine the declaration, his mind. 
I've been called and appointed by God to lead. I'm anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit in fulfilling my leadership call. I don't underestimate my influence for God. I'm not disqualified for leadership or less effective as a single woman. God has created me in Jesus to do good works, which He's already prepared for me to do ahead of time. Because I am blessed, I will always have what I need to abandon leadership. I'm able to lead well because He is the one who strengthens me for the task. Praise the Lord. He is good. And so some tips from the book here to help you in this process as, as you do this in the coming week. Write your declaration out. You know, write it out. Put it on a post-it note, however it works for you. Memorise it. Repetition is important because as you continue to confess your declaration, your truth trench is going deeper. It's getting stronger, which makes it easier to divert your thinking when you find yourself uh, falling back into those old set thoughts of, uh, or patterns of thinking. Put it in several places where you'll see it. You know, places where you're going regularly around the house, record it and voice memos on your phone so you can listen to it. It's quite powerful to actually hear your voice speaking out these things. So these are awesome tips uh, from Pastor Craig. And so what is your declaration going to be? What will your declaration be? Even if you don't fully believe it yet, write your declaration out as if it were already true. Because I believe that as we make our declarations this week, we're stepping further into His victory. Uh, we're, we're stepping into a victory that's already been claimed for us because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's attainable. It's not as though victory is over here and we're trying to attain it. It's already been, uh, it's already been uh, purchased for us. So it's actually more about just taking a hold of it. And it's, you don't have to reach all the way up there. It's right here. He's got to step into it, yeah? So we want to be doing that. Uh, and, and so as a C3QB community, we're creating truth trenches <laughs> that are able to break strongholds of lies in our mind. We are winning the war in our mind this week, aren't we, ladies and gentlemen? Are we winning the war in our mind this week? Yes, we are. Why don't you just close your eyes right now across this place? Lord, lift your hands if you feel comfortable. Lord, I thank you, mighty God, right now that you are, uh, you are replacing lies with truth. Lord, I thank you that right now you are uh, speaking life and peace and hope into, into dead areas in our minds. Lord, I'm believing that you're shifting right now in the name of Jesus, lives that have been uh, running rampant in minds. I just declare right now truth. I pray it'll be very clear. It'll be very obvious that it would just be resounding and clear and concise that your truth right now is just flowing in, in minds across this auditorium this morning. Lord, I thank you that your word is powerful uh, and it is effective to bring transformation. And so Lord, right now across this place, I declare transforming uh, in our minds that this week our minds will be shaped by the not the patterns of the world, but the patterns of your kingdom. Kingdom, that this week uh, our minds are going to be shaped uh, by uh, truth, not lies. That this week uh, our minds are being shaped by uh, good things, <laughs> godly things, Lord. And so, Father, right now I just pray a casting out of all fear, a casting out of all apathy, a casting out of, of the lies that have, have, have tormented minds and declare right now the truth would come. Truth, truth, truth in the name of Jesus. Uh, let it go. I see some of you like, it's like you're holding on to like, let it go. Let, let the lies go and allow His, His Word, His truth to bring restoration, liberation, renewal to your mind in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank You. You're worthy of all praise. You're worthy of all praise. 
Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give. Thank you.